0: welcome to jamie's corner podcast this is a show where we talk about veganism spirituality animal rights friends family struggles i don't know i i kind of use this as my own therapy session you know just talking things through really so let's have some fun i interview a lot of different activists yogis nutritionists we got some doctors on here veterinarians you name it, just a lot of really great people. So, thanks for joining me. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, what the hell is up, you guys? Today, I am joined by Stephanie Lane. She is a filmmaker. She is the founder and CEO of Speciesism. What the fuck? WTF, <laughs> right? And today, we're going to talk about her successful anti dairy campaign, billboard campaign. So, Stephanie, why don't you just introduce yourself, and and we'll get going. So, my name is
1: Stephanie Lane. um, I've been a filmmaker for about a decade now. And I am, like you said, the founder of (laughs) SpeechySystem.wtf. I basically, a couple of years ago, got fed up to the point where I effectively told my agent that I did not want to do any more work, music videos, commercials, or anything. Um, that didn't align with my beliefs and my views I just got fed up with the industry as a whole like literally me even requesting the idea of me requesting for the entire set to be vegan was like you can't mention that because I might lose the client I might lose the job altogether even like the night before the shoot so uh, you know uh, (laughs) I was just like why is it so difficult for people to just like acknowledge the fact that this oppression is real it's the greatest injustice in human history and like we want to still be tiptoeing around it I just don't get it so I literally said to my husband which we make films together we work together um as directors and I said to him I just I can't do this anymore um so effectively that was career suicide Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um we actually started developing um, the idea of a film with speciesism as the topic. And we were working for almost, I would say over a year, um, trying to collaborate with one of the UK's, um, arguably the most prolific animal rights activists here, um, just trying to get funding for this film. Um, And unfortunately, after all that time, we just could not get the funding, Um, it was just, not something at that point that either of us could fund. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of canned. And I was obviously, you know, really disappointed and just like, where do I go from here? I want to live my life this way. I want to use my skills to do this, to fight for the animals. Um You know, I'm not the megaphone type as you probably already know, you know, but I'm so inspired by people that do that are using their voice and I'm like, okay, well, what skills do I have? And that's something that I think most people don't realize. Everyone has a skill or some way that they can say and speak up and do something, especially nowadays with social media, with, you know, the access to again, film advertising, all of these different avenues that we didn't have such easy access to before.
0: Right. And so So I said, all right, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Right. And so you're already vegan at this point. You're like, I want to make a difference. Can you just explain to people what speciesism is? Like, what does that mean? And why did you choose that word when developing your own company?
1: So for me, the root of the problem is speciesism. Um, I think that, you know, basically reducing non-human animals to the point where we can't even call the dead flesh body parts on plates what they actually are is just you know not only does it cause the oppression that it has caused for non-human animals but obviously also has caused immense oppression amongst humans as well amongst marginalized groups of humans um so for me i feel really strongly and passionately that that is the root of the problem and the more i spoke about speciesism to people just in my immediate circle the more i realized that they never even heard the word before no i mean like they and it's people from all walks of life you know where i would think well, why doesn't anyone know what this means i mean people know what racism means you know people know what ableism means so why don't they know what speciesism means do you know what i mean like it was just wild to me so i said i want to focus on educating people as much as possible on this particular subject, because I think that if people actually realize how deeply systemic speciesism is, that they might actually just realize that, wait a minute, they are no different. They do feel pain and suffering. We shouldn't be causing this greatest you know, oppression in history, it's non-human animals. And this is just plain wrong and I don't want to participate in it. But I think it's also just that lack of knowledge and making that connection. Um, which is obviously missing, sadly, um, most people.
0: Absolutely. And so what was that first project that you worked on uh, when you started this company and what was your learning experience from that?
1: So the first project, which was intended to be a film, a short film, um, was based on the same topic, which was making the parallels between female humans, and the oppression that we experience, and the oppressions of female non-humans in the dairy industry. Um, So it was still the same topic, but just in kind of a short film format, um, which didn't end up working out in the end. So I said, okay, well, I feel really strongly about this. I think this is something that will really strike a really strong chord in a lot of people, men and women. Um, And so I decided to make the first campaign about this. and long story short, that ended up taking almost a whole other year to develop in itself. It's been quite a long time um, developing this pretty much on my own. Um, with the support of my husband, of course, but just um, with knowing, you know, no other resources other than just my my passion, I guess, mm-hmm. um, just to get me to this point um and launching this campaign. So
0: yeah. Why don't you tell me about the what the campaign is and how you went about filming it and what that process was like? So this campaign is
1: making the direct comparison between female oppression and female non-human oppression, um, particularly focused on factory farming um, and the dairy cows. I think that what ended up happening, which is, you know, why I thought this would be a great opportunity to discuss this, was the fact that I started to get all sorts of different feedback and comments, but one that I particularly never thought I would encounter was um, the debate as to whether it's ethically or more morally right to make parallels between female humans and non-female humans because Female humans are currently oppressed—the largest oppressed group, apart from non-human animals—in um, the world, and that—that i um, bringing that into an image or you know video content form and putting it on billboards will remind women of their oppression, and that it was insensitive. Mm. Now, some of the people that said this were actually vegan, so I thought to myself. How can these people be vegan and at the same time polarize the suffering of one group and say we can't compare the suffering of this group to the suffering of non-human animals and say it's okay to compare to other animals, to other humans um, suffering, but not okay to compare to non-human animals. I mean, that is the basis of this entire project
0: is the fact that that in itself is speciesist. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think it's actually super effective because it's one of the ways where we can look at this and we can say, wow, the oppression that we faced was so horrible and still is so horrible that we don't want this to happen to other living beings that are female. And I think that you're that you, you've nailed it. That is the root of speciesism, is that we won't even use a people are upset about a billboard campaign comparing uh, you know, women female humans uh, in the basically in like the place of a dairy cow. And we're all upset about that. Meanwhile, this is happening to billions of cows every single year in the dairy industry. They are forcibly impregnated. They have their babies taken from them and they are milked and milked. And then ultimately their lives are taken from them at the end of the day. So that's what you should be upset about. Not the fact that there's a billboard campaign ad that is simply using us females as humans to just depict what's happening
1: and not to mention as well that the campaign is advocating for women as well it's saying this is wrong this is wrong what's happening to women right now is wrong and if this were to transpire into female factory farming that would be wrong too and so we're currently doing that to non-human females and that's also wrong so it's actually advocating for the group that we're making the parallel with it's not Um, depicting them in a way where, you know, they they are experiencing oppression basically. So we are actively at the same time advocating for them as well saying this is wrong on a mass scale to the public saying this is wrong.
0: Female oppression is wrong, human and non-human. Yes. And it's like, how are we supposed to get people's attention, right? So like all day long, people are are bombarded with advertisements. They are scrolling on their social media. We need something bold and we need something that's going to catch someone's eye and get them thinking and be like, oh, what is that? And then maybe they'll look further into it and realize, oh, this is actually an oppression that I'm funding and paying for every single day.
1: Yep, exactly. So and no, I mean, I was most surprised to find that it was female vegans that had this view. I mean, generally speaking, it was well-received and I think people get it and they see the importance of it. But I was more surprised to hear this from female vegans. And it makes me wonder, like, even as vegans, like, we need to knock down our own walls. We need to realize that they're no different to us. And that's why we're vegan in the first place. We're saying we're vegan for the animals, you know, so we can't polarize ourselves or any group for example that says that they're vegan for the animals but then say don't compare my pain to that of a pig you know or like no it's fine to compare it to another human's pain so another human oppression but not to non-humans for me that kind of Doesn't make sense.
0: My advice to the people that are upset about this campaign is to do it better themselves. If they find a better way to do this and be effective, then go right ahead. I think that it's so... It's so harmful to our movement to stand there and criticize each other and criticize other activists. Like, we are on the same team here, people. Like, if you think that there's a better way to advocate, go right ahead. Like, I am all for it. Similar to what you're saying, like, I get people on my Instagram and YouTube and whatnot, vegans that come at me, and I'm like, okay, Uh, I'm a little confused (laughs) to. why you're yelling at me right now, like you go out and do it better yourself. I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm just saying yeah. like I'm doing the best that I can with the skills that I have.
1: Of course,
0: yeah. You know,
1: so- And the um, thing is like civil rights you know, activists, animal rights activists throughout history have always made parallels because you have to, you know? Um, I read something really interesting Again, on the same topic, you know, because campaigns have been criticized over, especially more recently, over the last few decades, like Peter, for example, criticized for the same reason, you know, the same reason saying that we shouldn't be comparing humans to non-humans. And civil, one of the, you know, the biggest civil rights activists and human animal rights activists have also said that it is absolutely 100% effective. We have to make these comparisons because we have to essentially dismantle this idea that they're different to us that they're not worthy of us comparing ourselves to them
0: do you know what yeah. I mean yeah I totally see what you're saying and I do think it's most effective when somebody from that group makes the p- comparison so for example Alex Hershaft, a Holocaust survivor has multiple times compared the animal agriculture industries to what happened uh in the Holocaust in in World War II. And so coming from him, it's like, okay, well, he was a Holocaust survivor. So he really should be able to make that comparison. No questions asked. And also we as women, we are saying like, what's happening to cows, if it were happening to us, we would be outraged by it. But because it's cows that, oh, for some reason that's okay. Like, no, none of it is okay. And so um, I think that being able to make those comparisons, especially if you are from that social group, uh, is is effective. And I, I absolutely, yeah.
1: And I think that you know that brings me to my next point as well. It's it's kind of interesting that a lot of people think this campaign was made by a man, <laughs> and you know I'm. A little bit of background about me personally. Um, I grew up, you know, under the poverty line as an Hispanic female. My parents were uneducated, feeding me, you know, on benefits, food stamps, food banks, you name it. Um I'm a victim of sexual, I've been a victim of sexual assault myself, and my family members have been victims of gun violence and the drug drug epidemic in the US. So long story short, I'm no stranger to oppression. Um, let's just keep it that way, Um. and especially as a female. Um. And for me, I just think, like you said, it's so important for us, if we are part of a marginalized group, to be able to use that experience and not only just uplift ourselves, but upli- uplift others. Um. Because we're really in a, in a unique position to do that, especially because we know firsthand what that feels like. And, you know, it was quite shocking to me to see that, other females are not not not
0: hearing that not seeing that it's quite shocking to be honest mm-hmm. and so what would you say some of the uh comments that you got from the public outside of the vegan circle what what has that reaction been like and by the way where were these billboards so people know
1: so we have um the campaign is running right now in london and we've got three different billboards so the main one is in shortage and then we've got one in hackney as well and the third one in Putney. so kind of they spread out
0: and so yeah what what's the non-vegan reaction are, do you know well
1: the non-vegan reaction again has been you know you'll get those trolls that are just kind of commenting saying you know whatever nonsense but generally speaking i've had a, quite a lot of feedback saying that they actually had thought of it that way um, and that they can see the comparisons and I have had quite a lot of female uh, mothers saying wow I never thought of it that way you know especially as a breastfeeding mom you know the, the idea that I breastfeed my child and I realize now that actually dairy cows are having their milk stolen from yeah. them having their baby stolen from them being constantly impregnated is horrific and I can't imagine that happening to me and that's absolutely true I mean it's the fact.
0: You know? Right, right, right. Oh, 100%. And so if you were to describe this campaign and what it looks like on screen, uh, just tell us what we would be looking at when we see this billboard.
1: So the billboard itself is a Caucasian woman, and she is connected to a milking, an automated milking machine in a factory farm. Um, and at the bottom of the campaign, it says end factory farming speciesism.wtf
0: amazing amazing we do have
1: a few videos as well that are going around on ig and those videos are again quite overt and you know to the to the point because they have to be um making the comparisons there's one where there's a female drinking a glass of milk and then it pans over and you see the woman who is in a factory dairy factory farm um being oppressed in that manner and then we compare it straight away to dairy cows, which you see at the end of the video. So it's it's trying to be really obvious because sometimes I think that people really just need it spelled out for them, no matter how much, no matter how much you tell them, no matter how much you explain it, no matter how many pictures of cows actually experiencing this, you show them, they still
0: don't get it, you know? And if you were to put a cow there instead of a female human, I almost feel like because of that internal speciesism that most people already have, they would just look at it and keep going and wouldn't think much of it. But because you put a human in place of that cow, it gets people to stop in their tracks and think for a second. And that right there is speciesist because they're stopping and they're concerned about the human. Exactly, exactly. That is the whole point. Right, but it's like, I don't think that, Some most people are not gonna place humans at the same level of of cows. So how would you respond to to that critique or that criticism?
1: Well, I don't expect them to put humans on the same level of cows, but I do expect them to accept the fact that non-human animals feel pain and suffering. And at the very basic level because of that, they should be afforded the same exact ethical framework that humans have, that humans are afforded. I just don't see how it's justified to be any other way. Mm. So I would expect them at the very least of a moral baseline to accept that as fact and transition and make the changes in their lives to end non-human animal oppression.
0: Beautiful. I think that's so well said. And I think that's that's what, you know, we're trying to get across as vegans is that we just want to treat all living beings with respect and have empathy and compassion in our hearts for all of them. Now, this doesn't mean I'm going to go to the movies with a cow or, you know, take a chicken, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've heard the most absurd, you know, examples. of, all of it, life. all of it. Come on. And, Right. But this just means that the same love and respect that I would give to my companion animal like my dog, I should give to all living beings. And veganism, in essence, is just about reducing suffering where possible. And simply by leaving animals off your plates, by not buying leather, fur, or other animal-related items, you're able to reduce that suffering and also have an impact. And So I guess as we begin to um, wrap things up and I wanted to ask you what the process was about even going to get a billboard campaign, like contacting these agencies, were they (laughs) (laughs) were they hesitant at first? How did that go? Absolutely.
1: As you can imagine, it's all dominated by what's been normalized, really good or bad, right or wrong, you know legal or what shouldn't be legal do you know what I mean like it's really just dominated by the commercial world and uh, the things that they don't want to show us um so it was really hard it took me a couple of months to finally find a few um billboard owners on you know a small group of billboards throughout London um to be able to choose one and put them up but it was it was a struggle and it was a lot of back and forth and the the original company that we wanted to go with which was to put these billboards not billboards sorry to do cross tracks um with tfl um that was the original idea for it what um, is, it? What is TFL? tfl so it's like the train network like the subway in new york oh okay yeah so that was our original idea and they pushed back and pushed back they wanted us to amend the artwork over and over and over again um, they just they weren't willing to do it and I argued back with them I said to them you guys show women in many ways that women don't actually want to be portrayed you know
0: I mean you you show dead animal body parts and between two pieces of bread yeah I mean like obviously yes (laughs) and you know
1: they they, I think they were again you know just profit in mind and it's It was a struggle but I'm really grateful I actually found a different ad company that was able to just knock on every door for me and finally find a few companies that were willing and all about animal rights Um, and they've actually done quite a few projects the company that I'm working with has done quite a few projects with PETA and different organizations so it was kind of like finally I found the right fit (laughs) it was such a
0: relief for real It's so great to do collaborations and work together, and it's it's so interesting that we connected right at this time because I'm working on a billboard campaign with this New York City street artist (laughs) Praxis. He's amazing. I have to connect you guys. He is he's designing anti dairy billboards uh, that we're going to put up in three major cities here in the U.S. So maybe I'll ask you what what that process. That's crazy. That's what
1: we need. That's That's the thing. Like. This is why I'm, for me, like I'm focused on billboards and mass scale, large scale advertisement, because if you think about it, like everything that's been normalized, everything that's been planted in our brains from childhood, we are looking at things we don't even want to look at, but it's still there in our mind. It still normalizes behavior. It normalizes everything that we have in culture today. And those spaces are not being used for the right things. They are just not. Right. With particular, I mean, in in particular with animal rights movements, like we need to have these messages for everyone to see whether they want to see it or not, because even if they don't agree, it's just a little seed in there Mm -hmm. and one seed becomes another and another and another. The more they see it, the more we normalize how this is not okay. You know? And then the reason why the large advertisement still exists is because it is so impactful. It's like profoundly indoctrinating essentially everyone without us even realizing it right you know i mean mcdonald's adverts you know everywhere mcdonald's mcdonald's you know so people go to mcdonald's you know i mean that's just how it is so we need to use these spaces we need to take these spaces everywhere we can really
0: absolutely and, I, and normalized
1: I'm- animal abuse is not okay
0: No, so, you know and I think it's so great because we have so many brilliant people in the movement. We have filmmakers like you. We have artists like Praxis. We have singers, songwriters, you know, actors that are speaking out about this, people that are lawyers that are working on legislation. So it's like whatever lane you're in, use that to yeah. help us get the message out there. Like injustice cannot last forever. And that's why we're here trying to speak up about this.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and so- I heard,
1: um, you know, animal rights activists said, Alex, which I'm sure you know of him, he said something not too long ago um, that really like just sticks with me every day. And it was really weird because it was the most simple thing he could say, but it just had so much power in it. You know, he said something like, um, nobody wants to be called a preachy vegan. And if I was in the position of non-human animals, I'm pretty sure that I would want people to be the preachy vegan, (laughs) you know? And that kind of made me think, you know, We all need to use every single skill we can. Everyone's different. Everyone's unique in what they feel comfortable doing, their skills, what they can be doing, the access to certain things that they can use or not, like the internet and so on. But everyone has some way of pushing this message to everyone around them, and far and wide as well on the internet. So I think it's something that people need to stop being afraid of speaking up. Mm -hmm. And the more people are inspired and the more people see that basically a common person like not someone who has a huge following or someone who has loads of money to do certain things or someone that works for a big organization are the only people that can do it like every single person can do something and I think we just need to keep inspiring people to just do what they can in any way to push this message.
0: What are the next projects for you? How are you managing to Mm. tie (laughs) your career? I'm so excited to hear, to tie your career in with this because it's one thing to be able to do this and and do activism, but it's another thing to financially support it too.
1: It is, it is. It's really hard right now. Um, I've literally invested everything I could to this project um, and I still am. So I'm effectively not working on other projects at the moment, because this is taking up every single minute of my time, um, which I hope will change. Um, but I haven't had a word with my agent yet. So, <laughs> um, but like I said, I'm not going back at all. And I've stood this ground for a couple of years now and they know what my position is. So I hope that you know we will be able to work together again. But for now, I'm just focused on this and that's what I want to be doing. So. And yeah.
0: there'll be vegan films that you can work on or something with a little underlying message.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm still not giving up on this film, <laughs> which is basically ready to go. I mean, apart from the money side of things, but um, the film idea um, and script and everything is ready to go. And that's something that I still have in the back of my mind to be able to do. Um, But my next campaign, was to take this project to new york actually so
0: yeah (laughs) talk about this Uh, i know (laughs) okay because i have a few billboard companies that like work on different social justice related issues that might be able to give a discount and that are super awesome so that would be amazing we'll talk about this off air (laughs) um that is so exciting. I mean, thank you for all that you're doing and all the time that you're investing into this because it is so effective. And I think just anybody listening to this, like recognize that when you receive uh, good and and bad reactions, you are reaching people. And that's, that's what it means. So like when you are, when you put something out there and you take a risk and you put out something that might be a little controversial, you're in the process of changing hearts and minds. And that is- yeah why some of the feedback may be hard. It's hard. People are defensive because you're yeah.
1: challenging everything they've ever known, but it's for
0: the good of the non-human animals. And it's for their own good as well, actually. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that we, that when we're striking a chord, those are the kind of reactions that we get. And I remember when I first went vegan a little, a few weeks before, my friend was asking me why I was eating fish. I was a pescatarian and I was like, because it's different, blah, blah, blah. And I got all defensive. And a few weeks later, I changed. So <laughs> so you thank her every day. <laughs> I do. Meanwhile, she's not vegan. That's the question. Oh, no. And she was telling you.
1: <laughs> I was like, we're not friends but, anymore. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> you need those people as well. Even as vegans to check our veganism, right? Like to be like, but this is what I, this is why I was shocked. And I hope that the people that did comment and say, well, no, we should basically polarize, prioritize um, women's feelings about their oppression and not compare them to non-human animals. I hope that they will take away from this, even if it's not right now, years from now, who knows when, they will actually realize that even though they love animals so much that they were still allowing that kind of speciesist mentality to affect certain areas of their lives. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a really powerful thing.
0: So beautifully said. And so how can people support you and where can they find you? Ah, so they can find us on um,
1: speciesism.wtf, which is the website. Um, there's all the information you need there. We've got, you know, little merch things that you can buy and support and 100% of those funds is going to fund these billboards, um, essentially, as a social enterprise, which we are. So. That's how you can support us. Also, you can support us by just going on our Instagram, sharing these videos, getting this powerful message out there far and wide. Just share, share, share. If that's what you can do, then that is more than enough. Just
0: anything to help
1: non-human animals.
0: Amazing. You guys, please check out their page, their Instagram website. You are doing such impactful, incredible work. And I'm so proud to know you. And congratulations on this. I know how much work you put into it. So um yeah and if anybody so sees crazy. these billboards around please tag you guys right that's okay so cool. <laughs> thank you yeah that's another great idea
1: actually thank you for pointing that out <laughs> do you tag them and people look at the tags? just just share it wherever you can even just send it to your friends on your own on your whatsapp anywhere just
0: share just share the
1: message really
0: yeah and maybe we'll see these in new york new york city
1: i hope so i thank hope you. so
0: Well, Steph, thank you so much for coming on. You guys know where to find me. I'm at It's Jamie's Corner. And until next time, bye. Thank you so much, Jamie. Bye.